0: build compelling real-time apps quickly and scale them globally with the PubNub real-time network. Only PubNub delivers the core building blocks needed for any real-time application. Find out for yourself by signing up for free today. Visit PubNub.com. Welcome to This Week in Location-Based Marketing, the most trusted podcast dedicated to the new business of location. It is time for this week in location-based marketing this is episode number 147 we're recording this live way too damn early on saturday morning that's september 14th 2013. my name is rob woodbridge from untether.tv located in ottawa ontario canada with me as
1: always Asif Khan from the Location-Based Marketing Association, actually in Toronto, uh, for a change. But uh, that doesn't last for long. I leave tomorrow again. so <laughs> No weekend. <laughs> no rest for the weary, that's for sure. No, no. Well, we're doing this
0: on Saturday morning because we just figured we couldn't do this on Friday the 13th. Too many things would have gone wrong. And uh, so we're doing this bright and early on Saturday morning. But we still we need to bring you the news, six great stories. I got an app of the week. We got Chuck Martin doing his mobile minute. Got some amazing resource, which is uh, the the results of a Pew uh, research study on location-based marketing. We always wait for these uh, research studies to come out. Yes. But Before we jump into any of this kind of stuff, Asif, traveling last week. What were you up to last week? What launched for the location-based marketing association?
1: We had the uh, the newest chapter in Dallas uh, uh, with a phenomenal launch. Great uh, great crowd out at uh, the marketing arm, uh, an agency, uh, big agency there hosted it, and uh, it was awesome, man. We had JCPenney and Seven Eleven and American Airlines and all these folks on the panel, and and uh, you know even like good brands in the in the crowd too. And even Marcus was out and others. So it was it was cool. And uh yeah, good discussion. Uh they one of the guys from Indoor Atlas was there as well in the crowd and he he was uh he happens to be based in Dallas, so we were talking about uh their stuff and it it was just a good vibe, a good crowd and uh, lots to build on there and uh yeah, just just fun times, man.
0: So what's lots up for you guys happening. now?
1: Yeah, and then uh, and then I shot over to Austin oh, yeah. and uh, we had uh the, the BIA Kelsey event was going on, so I was catching up with some folks there and local market launch and you know, uh, a few others, um, but um, now we've got. Uh, you know, we're in the, we're in the middle of, of, of the the season now, or I guess still at the start of the season. But uh, there's um, September 25th in Atlanta, LBMA Atlanta is having uh, an event, so uh, if you're there, get out to that. And then we launch, uh, not launch. We have uh, our chat New York chapter on October the second, Toronto on October the third. Uh, so lots going on. We're covering all kinds of different things. Uh, in New York, we're talking about fashion and location and uh, retailers like Ralph Lauren and folks like that. And uh, in Toronto, we're talking about NFC and digital screens and mobile and how all those things are coming together. So, lots going on, man. Lots going on.
0: Look out! Yeah, and this is—you'd uh, like to think that this is just the middle, the middle, but it's—it's uh, it's really just the beginning. I it is. Yeah. Don't yeah. kid yourself,
1: man. Yeah. I, I think uh, literally, I'm on the road for at least a couple of days every week from now till the uh, first week of November. yeah that's yeah. just too much it's just too much yeah
0: that's what it, that's what it takes though folks that is exactly yeah. what it takes. If you're not willing to get on an airplane don't don't start anything
1: yeah and I'm like uh, on uh, on Thursday I'm gonna be in uh, in in Glasgow uh, this week and, and and also in Cologne Germany for for the app days thing. but I'm meeting up with these guys in Glasgow called uh, base warp. Uh, they're actually Edinburgh based. Uh, and Helsinki based dual dual headquarters but uh, these guys are doing like some crazy crazy stuff We, you, I was sharing it with you last week I think uh, about what they're doing kind of like broadcaster spun reinvented um, you know and uh, yeah I, I like it
0: so we're gonna have to get a full debrief from you whenever we connect yeah. next for this right yeah uh, for sure well, I'm looking forward to that yeah
1: what a trip what a I week know. crazy times man
0: well, I see, right. uh, you know, we should we should bring up. Um, I know that you're on the board of uh, Ramp uh, Retail Ramp, which is a uh, twice a year conference that uh, that targets obviously retail and and um, and certainly you know the disruptive factors of mobile and location have uh, have really had an impact on retail. So Ramp has filled this void. Uh, but uh, on September sixth, so a week ago. Uh, Melissa Morrissey, who is the, uh, I guess the the founder of Ramp and the coordinator and the main person behind Ramp, uh, suddenly passed away from a heart attack, and uh, so we wanted to make sure that we recognize that and her contributions to the industry and the retail space, and certainly about educating the retailers about what's going on with location and having you a part of that. Uh, but what a shock and and saddened, yeah. and our condolences go out to. Uh, her entire family, and obviously the team at Ramp, and um, but that the conference is still going, right?
1: Conference is still going. In fact, uh, a bunch of us uh, on the board: uh, Eric McMillan, myself, uh, and uh, Jonathan Stevens uh, from JetBlue. Love Jonathan. And, uh, yeah, um, Christina Garcia from. Uh, uh, Office, uh, Office Depot, and, and such, uh, Staples, and all those guys are, are stepping up, and uh, you know we're just rolling up the sleeves and making sure this thing comes off. That's what Melissa would want, and uh, yeah, it's it's really sad. It was shocking to to a lot of us. I mean, I got a call, and like you know. I think it was on Saturday afternoon last week, and uh, <laughs> you know, from from a guy that you know, I normally only talk to you about business, and uh, you know, to get a call in the middle of uh, the weekend in the afternoon, and, and to hear that Melissa was gone, I was like, wow, um, it, it, yeah, just a shock to to all of us in the industry. So uh, she'll be missed. She had all, so much energy, and uh, yeah, we're uh, we just want this thing to uh, to come off uh, and, and you know, be a, be a, be a big success in her memory
0: yeah forty two years old, man take, tells you, just embrace what you've got, the time that you've got. and uh, so yeah. our condolences uh, we feel for uh, for Melissa's family and and everybody that's associated with her. So Melissa Morrissey, what a sad, sad story. But uh, yeah, now it's up to you to to make sure that her legacy shines bright with uh, with the upcoming ramp conference. So
1: yeah,
0: I don't know how to segue out of that. You know we could have a moment of silence but uh, I'm gonna jump into this we've got uh, we've got great six great stories and and there's such a theme that happened as a result of what's going on certainly you know we're not even gonna talk about the new iOS version that's coming out nope. uh, this week we're not even gonna talk about the iPhone announcement uh, um, the two iPhones but there are some technologies that are inside of the iPhone the new operating system that uh, that we are going to talk about inadvertently as a result of some of those stories here so we're gonna talk a lot about commerce a lot about transactions location obviously uh, but before I do that I, I definitely want to bring up the fact that uh, I've got this great little app, uh, and and I'm kind of torn by this app because I use Moves, uh, which is uh, Sampo Karyalainen's company uh, based out of Finland, and it is a foot tracker app, right? Basically, it's a it's a, a an odometer or speedometer or whatever you want to call it, yeah. and it is a. Uh, uh, it's a cool app, and I use it for a couple of things. One, to track steps, sure. But the second one is to remember where I've been, which is one of the things that we always talk As we get older, yeah. things get foggy. You know, I have to remember <laughs> where I was. Um, right. I used to use Foursquare for that. Then I started using uh, Moves, and I think I'll still continue to use Moves because I love that application. It's simple. But a new app that just came out, um, and the reason I'm torn is because it's, it's called Rove. And Rove was the company that I ran and bled for four years. And uh, you know, I loved the company. Totally, completely different... Than this Rove, but the name of this of this app is called Rove. It's by ZTrip, and it's it is exactly what we were talking about. It, it all its purpose is is to remember where you've been. So you say, same as as Moves, you launch it once, and then it just basically tracks you. It tracks you at every step. It knows how much you know whether you're driving, whether you're sitting still, or whether you're walking or running. Um, it's got these beautiful little maps that you see on the screen right now, which show you exactly where you've been, um, the distances you've traveled. And, uh, you know, it's beautiful and it shows you during the you know, how you spend your day. And if you scroll up and down, it gives you the time of where you were and when you were doing yep. it. And, and it is a beautifully designed app. Uh, and if you don't mind being tracked all the time, um, you don't have to sign in. But, n- you, caveat, anytime you're tracked by anything, and you ask them to assemble all of that information, you are being tracked. There's no such thing as anonymous data here for this thing. So it's not for the faint of heart. But if you're one of, if you're a guy like me who wants to remember where I've been and when I was there, um, uh, this, is a, this is an app that is, uh, is, is very, very, very pretty. It's uh, just so well done, um, designed ex- exceptionally well. And you can find that at roveapp.com, R-O-V-E app.com. Uh, you can download it from the, uh, from the app store and it's free. Uh, but remember, because it's free, you are the product. Just <laughs> I can't tell you enough that this is a this is all about uh about clearly about tracking you. So take a look at uh Z-Trip, Uh a rove by ztrip You can go to roveapp.com. That's my app pick. Something that's fascinated me all week. And it is it's a beautiful application. So go and take a look at it. It hasn't replaced moves. Don't worry, Sampo. And Sampo just sent me a note <laughs> that uh, it said that uh for those Android folks that are waiting and waiting and waiting for Moves, it is launching in the next couple of weeks. So you will be able to use Moves uh, for Android, and they're very excited about that. So um, those are those are, there are two options right there, Rove at RoveApp.com or Moves MovesApp.com. So we're going to take a look at both of those, but that's my book. All right. Rove. Awesome. All right, into the story. 6 6 stories. We don't have a guest this week, um but we've got a uh, mobile minute by uh, Chuck Martin that we're is going to talk about the cool versus creepy scale in mobile shopping, which fits really well into the conversations we're going to be having over these 6 stories. We're going to do that midway through. Why don't you just kick things off a uh, safe placecast.
1: Yeah, Placecast, uh you know a company we've talked about uh, on and off over the last uh, I guess 2 years, it's like 2 years we've been doing this, Rob. Like more than that, right? Like yeah.
0: We're almost into three three years, right? Three
1: years. Three years, man. We're almost at three. Um, Anyways. um, You are the second
0: longest, I see if you are the second longest relationship I've ever had. (laughs)
1: Let's think about that. How do we celebrate that, Rob? I don't know. I have no idea. It's kind of creepy. Okay, carry on. Uh, anyways, um, we've talked about these guys a lot uh, and the success they've had with uh, you know geo-targeted SMS uh, empowering carriers. Uh, AT and T's Shop Alerts program is, is is backed by PlaceCast technology, O two uh, and uh, in the UK and others, um, and, and that's been great for them. They've made uh, you know they made good success with that. We uh, we hear uh, you know unofficially, I, uh, you know. I, kind of could say on officially I guess but I'll say unofficially uh, uh, about to launch in Canada as well uh, with Rogers uh, so we'll see that in a few weeks um, but the news this week is they've launched something called place ad which is nothing to do with geo-targeted SMS this is demand side you know mobile ad network uh, integration uh, so, so, you know, the, and the surprising thing for me so, somewhat uh, is I, w- I was talking to uh, Alistair, uh, the, uh, the CEO, Alistair Goodman, and uh, about a month ago. And he was kind of alluding to the fact that they were going here, but uh, what I didn't realize is, is that this is where PlaceCast started originally. Like if you go back like 10 years or however long this company has been around now, they, this, they, they were first doing this kind of you know, uh, mobile location-based you know, in-app ad, not geotargeted SMS at all. Uh, and um, and then kind of dropped it in favor of going after the geofencing uh, stuff. Uh, but, uh, you know, now in the world, as it's evolving, and all the players and all the competition, you sort of have to be all things to all people, right? So, uh, so, so they're in both businesses now.
0: You know, PlaceCast, uh, uh, geofencing for me is always a challenge, right? And, and you, you can see this getting... Uh, Getting harder and harder and harder to compete because so many—it's so easy to do, and so many players can get into that space. So they have, you know, billion points, billions of points of data right now, and this, this, this really does make sense. And and why not own that channel, own the location, and then own the channel and be able to, you know, integrate with—they're integrating with Mopub and Pubmatic and and Smato. So. To, to be able to bring their ads and then all of their customers into this. And, they, you know, uh, all all three of those guys, um, they say that they have, uh, who are they? They have uh, uh, BET Networks. Uh, they have uh, Songza, My Fitness MyFitnessPal, MG. Flixster. Uh, yeah. yeah, so MSNBC, Handmarked. EA uh, so when you start to think about all of those it, it makes sense to own that channel right that whole channel start yeah. to finish and I think that this is interesting I mean uh, Microsoft buying Nokia last year la- last week we talked about that as well is you know on the hardware side owning your stack and that's what I think that uh, placecast is doing they're trying to own their stack and that makes sense if they have access to the customer push them the right things and this is a bigger market I think than the uh, the geofencing space logical 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 yeah, very is no, very mo- a
1: great move I think this is uh what what they need to do they need to widen the scope and, and that horizontal kind of uh, integration across the industry makes a lot of sense and having that ability to serve both sides, uh, you know it's just it's going to serve them well. So uh, you know, uh, kudos to uh, to Alister and, and the rest of the team over there.
0: Yeah, and you know, the the, the gorilla is Google, right? Yes. So. It's a, it's a big battle, uh, but you know, as long as these guys, I think a lot of these small, we've talked about this for three years now, Steve, about consolidation, and, and uh, you know, at some point, you're going to have to, you, you can't stand alone as small independent uh, little companies, uh, little ad networks in order to be able to, uh, to battle Google, and then Facebook is emerging in that space, obviously in, in mobile as well, uh, when they get their act together, and I think that, that, that that's got us you know, spur uh, these kind of movements uh, very clearly, very quickly, uh, so very cool, PlaceCast. Um, you go to placecast.net forward slash placead and you will find a little bit more information about what they're doing and even be able to sign up. And, and I guess that they're going to go with a couple of their customers to uh, to test this out first and gradually roll this out. So uh, good on Alistair. Congratulations. Nice move.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in, inventory, uh, you know, accuracy, and, and analytics all coming together. I love it.
0: There's the tag right there. All right, our second story, uh, you know, one what, what of the things that, that Google has done exceptionally well, it seems like we'll talk about Google a lot today, but Google has done very, very well is, is, is local search, right? Yep well beyond before anybody else did this like they were you know we, we talked about this a number of months ago about them you know basically indexing uh menus in manhattan right uh, yeah around times square from the restaurants in there uh indexing that for local search and they've obviously got uh, you know they've basically taken a photo of every street on the planet and space and the bottom of the ocean and the moon and 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 these guys kind of, you know google got it google gets this local search um and they get that that mix between local and mobile where you're standing in the middle of somewhere and you're, you're doing a search and contenting Textual relevance is so important at search at that point compared to your desktop. And so now Bing, finally you know i'm not saying that bing's local search isn't good it's just not as prominent as uh, as google's but they partner with a uh, local corporation to get richer data in uh, you know aggregated from you know a local corporation as uh 75,000 locations brand retailers uh and they're integrating that into bing search in order to be able to give that more local feel local contextual relevance when it comes to uh, to bing searches and i think that this this is a long time coming uh because Google is so far ahead of everybody else when it comes to uh, indexing every moment of every place on the planet.
1: Yeah, and the, and the key here is Google in particular does does a really good job around uh, online retail, e-commerce, uh, you know, and bringing that data. This deal uh, that Bing's done with Local Corp. Lever- Local Corp has a, a the database is called Krillion, yeah. uh, K R I L L I O N, like million with it with a K. Uh, and uh, and this is about real time product inventory data, yeah. um, you know, tied into online, uh, you know, search. Uh, and there's some big brands that these that these guys track. I mean, they're like they've got Best Buy and Costco and Home Depot and, and all these guys uh, in their database. And, and so having real time data about availability of product uh, when you're doing search, because we all know what happens. Like you know, we're we all start our Product, you know, uh, acquisition cycle online. We search yes, we do. first, uh, and then we go to a store, right? So if we can actually know whether the store has that thing uh, beforehand, actually, one of the things I heard, you know, in conversations at the Kelsey event, which is Kelsey's all about local search and directories, uh, that, that conference in Austin this week, I was talking to a guy, and, and he's in the uh, call analytics business, uh, you know, paper call business and and he said to me he said you know the reason that you know we're so relevant and we, and we and we're making money is is because what happens you know you're 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 looking for that drill uh at Home Depot and just we're busy people we don't want to drive to a Home Depot only to find out that the drill's not available it's out of stock right so you know if you can search and 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 figure that out you know without you know Having to make that drive, or if you can, you know, click to call and and and, and get connected to uh, to the store, and talk to somebody and, and and hear whether that product's there or not. You know, either way, you know, this it's about time, right? It's about efficiency. So, I love this deal. It's great. And and, and local corp uh database. I mean, these guys have a patent that uh, you know could be quite obstructive to 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 Google and others. So. Around this kind of you know data presentation,
0: it, it's so important uh, for all of those reasons. And uh, you know the, the biggest thing that that I look at here is that uh, it's it's an aggressive play. And um, if, if you know, it's one thing to have a localized search that, that 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 has directions or can you can place ads on it. It's another thing to drive revenue to the retailers and to the brands. And I think that that's one of the key things. You'll 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 create a deeper relationship with anybody. Uh, if you help them go, you know, help them sell their product. And I think that that's what this is, this is definitely all about. And, uh, you, you know, I, I use, uh, you know, Future Shop or Best Buy. Their website has that great service, right, which is they were one of the first companies to do, you know, buy online and then pick up in the store. Um, but inventory is so important. You know, the, um, the ability to produce that locally, I think, is is key. There is a, a cycle and Chuck Martin talks about it in his book. About the cycle, that shopping cycle that is always, always on. You start at your desktop, and it doesn't end until you have the product in your hand. So just because somebody walks in your store doesn't mean that they've made the decision to buy from you. They've, deci- they've made the decision to buy the product, but now there's an entire, you know, there's a million things that can go wrong between the decision to buy the product in your store yeah. and them actually paying for it in your store. And those variables are what, you know, certainly what something like this, this partnership uh, hopes to, you um, you know, smooth out, we'll say, or helps to avoid. So this is this is uh, this is a big deal. Being partnering with local corp, seventy five thousand locations, product inventory, man, that's great. Awesome. That's great. All right, uh, third story here. This this is I freaking love this story. I love, the, you know, the fascination and the love that people have for their minis. Uh, and and my wife looks over at the mini when she drives by, and she's like,
1: oh mini, I don't know what it is. Right? They're cute. <laughs> I don't know, Rob. I think you're gonna to have to buy her one, no? <laughs> <laughs>
0: no. My kids want one. And it's like, Dad, can I drive that? Because it's so small.
1: Well, and that four one's kind of interesting, now it too, is.
0: right? Convertibles. So here we are. Yeah. So talk about this. Uh, this is the Here's to You campaign uh, in London. Uh, this is a perfect example of, uh, you know, I don't know, of, of gelling a brand. I would say.
1: Yeah, I mean, M- Mini's been going after, uh, you, you know, this kind of brand message that you know mini drivers are not normal like they're fun they're <laughs> different they're they're off the wall they're you know and, and Volkswagen in general uh is is kind of going after that i mean when they launched the new uh you know the new bug yeah. uh in the redesign it was all about you know looking more aggressive uh and, and the marketing message should be more aggressive as well you know it's it's not your your chick car anymore it's uh you know we're all about you know being being off the wall and uh and it, this can't kind of campaign is exactly that so this is uh jc decal uh the big digital out of home and billboard company uh in the uk there um uh has a, has a digital uh digital screens along onwell road um, uh gateway there it's called and uh, so, a bunch of screens. And so, what they're doing is, um, is they've got these spotters out there, mini drivers uh, that they've hired as spotters. That as you are, as you drive along this road, if you're if if you're driving a mini, they snap a photo of you, uh, you know, driving your, your mini. And then uh, you know you're progressing along the road, and you, you come up to uh, one of these uh, these giant digital uh, screens. And within 30 seconds, they've taken that photo content of you in your mini, and and they salute you by you know presenting that on the digital screen. Like you're seeing your yourself in your car in your mini, looking cool, uh, you know, on this on this digital screen as you come up to it. So I mean, that's I mean, that's just you know, that's just what you know, engaging with fans of your brand. I mean, that makes sense, right? And hi- highly hyper local.
0: I I think it's it's amazing, and then. I mean the fact that they did this, that they, that they, they're just doing this, Somebody's somebody has the ability to take an asset you know they see the car driving, they take an they take a picture or they, they put a message up on the board. But then the, I think the, the second part of this is to, is the coolest yeah. part is that they, they basically pull you over. They say, "Hey, how would you like a uh, you know a coffee and a muffin? How would you like this? How would you like this?" And and then there's people as they're driving past uh, like gas stations, various gas stations that were participating in it. There are people like say, "Hey, mini, mini, mini!" with signs coming up and, and driving them in and uh, and giving away free stuff.
1: Yeah, just to yeah. mini owners. Just to mini owners. Yeah, come on, man. Elitism. This, this is the, the the new loyalty pl- program. It, it is. It's, it's physical. It's real, and it's with like like human interaction.
0: I, you know, these these kind of things really uh, I, I love the fact that they can literally hijack uh, all these big screens like that and, and uh, target a message to you, the driver down the street. And uh, and I think that this is it makes it so unique. And and, you know, I hearken to I think back to the days of um, of the Mac, right? The early days of the Mac where you didn't see a lot of them in the wild and you could actually yep. target, you know, a Mac user, obviously, because of the branding on the back of the of the, uh, of the laptops. But it's um, the same thing here with minis, right? Well, they're well, they're one in every twenty or one in every one hundred cars on the road. You can do this, and you create a good buzz. And but you can't do that with a Ford, right? Because it's you know it's six out of ten yeah. cars on the road or Fords now or whatever it is. Yeah. So th- this is uh, I just wish or Mazda. Toyota. Yeah, I just wish Mazda because that's what I drive. You know, they would do something like this because I've been a loyal Mazda guy for my whole life and.
1: They we all know we all know care. you want a free pastry Rob. yeah exactly Just, come on
0: <laughs> throw me a bone here mazda
1: <laughs> well that's cool like I, I
0: so uh so mini mini gets it um and uh you know it's one thing to you know when you sell this kind of elitism uh i think that this this really does two things it creates brand loyalty beyond beyond anything that you could possibly do before that and it creates brand envy for those of us who don't drive these minis right uh, like what are we missing right. What's, what, what are we missing here? who's so cool not us the Mazda drivers so that's very very cool all right those are the first three stories what we're gonna do is we're gonna jump into a a mobile minute here with uh, Chuck Martin he's coined something called the cool versus creepy scale in mobile shopping and mobile commerce very uh, unique approach uh, and uh, some good lessons here it's only about a minute and a half but it's good lessons about you as the retailer uh you as uh, the merchant and what you should and shouldn't do when it comes to leveraging location and i'll let chuck explain this on our mobile minute just a reminder if you're interested in these things this is actually a preview of one that's coming up this week if you're interested in in um subscribing to the mobile minute you can do that through itunes or wherever good podcasts are sold these days for free so here is chuck martin with our mobile minute on the cool versus creepy scale in mobile commerce It's time for another Mobile Minute. Chuck, what is this that you've created? The
2: cool versus creepy scale? What is it? Why did you do it? Why did you build it? Uh, well, in, in, in my book, in the research I did for Mobile Influence, I came across a lot of things that people say, wow, that's really creepy. And other people say, wow, that's really cool. Uh, different things, of course. So I created the cool uh, versus creepy scale for mobile commerce. And what it is, it's really a five-step scale. And what we caution marketers is make sure that you're on one end, not the other end. For example, cool would be perfectly targeted information based on location from a trusted brand, clear value provided, such as interaction, interactive content or, or live feedback. Uh, include instant gratification like a discount or an additional bonus offer. That would be cool. The other extreme would be Uh, creepy that would be random or pushy information provided totally unexpected based on where someone is so that uh, someone getting this could think wow somebody's looking over my shoulder how do they know this about me this is really creepy and what marketers should be careful of is uh, look at the demographic because some one person may think something is creepy another person may think that's cool so it it really depends on the demographic do retailers have the right that as soon as
0: a consumer walks in their store, can, does that lessen the creepiness if they start pushing things towards them based on their location?
2: Well, it depends on the person. It depends on what they're pushing. The, the, the tracking of consumers, which we're going to talk about for a lot in future shows based on location, uh, is getting really precise and really good. And the question for a marketer is, what can they do versus what should they do? And it, it really, they should be leaning towards the what should they do versus what they could do
0: chuck martin ladies and gentlemen the cool versus creepy scale thanks chuck for letting us use that on this week in location-based marketing and for more obviously you can go to untether.tv got like 165 of those up there now so go and enjoy those they're good they're really good and i'm not saying that because i'm on them but they're really good (laughs) all right now back to the news our fourth story uh this company that uh came out of TechCrunch disrupt this week they made an announcement this this is a i think this is a big story because we start at the very top apple uh announced ios 7 it part of ios 7 is something called ibeacon uh which allows people companies app makers to be able to leverage and hardware makers to be able to leverage the device and the location of the device to do stuff push offers um Pay all of these different things that that NFC was supposed to be able to do. This is using uh, uh, BLE, which is uh, low energy Bluetooth, um, yep. and uh, it's a service through I, the through the iPhone uh, called iBeacon. So Estimo came out of uh, TechCrunch Disrupt, and they are leveraging Apple iBeacon now that this is going to be coming out this week uh, with something called. This is where it gets just terrible, right? So beacons, they're beacons. They're basically they're motes. Uh, everything's going to be a beacon our sixth story talks about beacon as well right um with, yep. with paypal but uh so it, it basically for 99 bucks you can get three of these beacons these moats that you put in your store and it, it communicates uh very 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 closely with your phone and can con you know can tailor content Taylor, uh messaging can allow you to do uh, to uh, you know check out to buy the product to do anything you want with this thing and it's all done uh, over uh, you know low energy bluetooth um, and they transmitted the same kind of signal as wi-fi uh, and they basically Communicate with your with your with uh, whatever smartphone, whether it's kind of four inches away or up to 30 feet away. So this is basically blanketing a store with hardware that enables anything you can think about uh, to communicate with the, with the phone, provided. That there's permission, and provided that the application is is actually uh, enabled for it. So, uh, you know, Estimote also has a, an SDK that allows uh, you know quick integration into your applications. This is this is a a, a brand new
1: world. Jacob uh, Krasike uh, or Kryzak. I'm not sure how you say his last name, but uh, anyway, he's the one of the founders of this company, and he describes it as creating an OS for the physical world. Yeah, well so done. Let's go with that. Yeah, an OS for the physical world. Um, you know, uh, this space, this indoor location, micro location space is is crazy hot, man. Yes. And Apple is just making it, um, you, you know, making their their stake in it now, and and they're going to own a big piece of this. And what I like about this is, is up until now, uh, for the most part, you know, location indoor has been, you know, focused on you know, fairly large areas, right? I mean, we, we, you know, 30 feet, as you described, you know, maybe down to, you know, 10 feet, something like that. But this stuff is like, you know, is inches. inches, right? Yes. This is inches. And I was, um, you know, the estimate, you know, this is one approach to it. Uh, the guys from Brick Trends that, uh, down in Austin, I was meeting with, with Eric McWill and his team. And I saw something, uh, they're about to kind of rebrand a little bit and, and, uh, you know their device is very, very similar to this as well, and 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 they're going after they're focusing this on shelf applications, right? So I mean, like having these little beacons on actually on a shelf, uh, and being able to drive consumer engagement uh, and 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 couponing and things like that at the shelf level, right? I mean, so the the interesting thing about that is is that it, it's not it creates this opportunity now where you don't have to. Necessarily uh, look for that opt-in, uh, you know, on on the app or the whatever, and then send a coupon to the phone when the consumer's there, and, and have that you know potential for annoyance, even if, even though they opted in. If this is at the shelf level, and and people know uh, as they approach, you know, the cereal aisle, that if they want the coupon, they can just tap or or do something, right? Um, you know, within the you know, as you say, the two inches. And then they can just it's like retrieving the coupon that they want uh, when they want it you know like a, a demand side again uh, as opposed to you know me just sending them something because uh, that for me is the real potential of this kind of stuff it, it, it's uh, you know it's about giving that consumer the option I mean it's like the old it, it's no different than the manual way like you walk in through the grocery aisle and you see the you know the the, the sticky pad with the coupons yep. there and you rip off the one that you want because yep. you want it right? But if I can just do that and get it uh, to my mobile device, you know, in the digital framework when I want it, uh, you know, I think that, that makes a lot of sense to me.
0: You know, I, I think about this a lot. The example that they use on their website, well, Estimo uses on their website, which is, you know, you walk into a store and you you love a pair of jeans and then it kind of does a complimentary thing that says, oh, you know, what goes really well with these jeans is yeah. this shirt and then you walk out and you buy it, right? Yeah. But, but I think, you know, from a grocery standpoint, the shelf standpoint is that, I'm a dad, two kids, very little amount of time. I want to make sure that my kids eat well. I eat well. So there's an opportunity for grocers to do that as well, right? Is that, you know, I'm interested in, I, I got chicken. All right, now I'm looking for something that is quick. Yeah. I've got 20 minutes, so you can you can have a guided tour through these using these kind of iBeacon, estimote kind of combinations. Uh, you know, and I think that, and to the shelf level, I think is very important. Uh, you know, I always worry about this, and I'm a technology lover, right? I mean, look, I'm, I'm gadgeted up. I got everything that I that I want, and I, and I play with this technology all the time. I'm not a- afraid to give away some of me to be able to get a little bit of benefit. But the question I have is, is the average consumer ready for this? Is it, you know, whatever all of these technologies has to be, it has to be easier as you said than ripping off that coupon that's attached to the front right of the uh, on on the shelf or whatever or it has to override my wife who is saying yeah that is the shirt you should wear not that one right so (laughs) exactly right it has to be that simple and i think that that's the challenge here there's we, we don't want to build technology just for technology's sake we want it to serve a purpose that is easier than doing it the way we're doing it right now that's all right and and we're going to be playing with this this is by no means we're not even at the start we look at the start as the epicenter, right? The core. This is the fringe, the stuff that Estimote and these guys are doing right yeah. now. is the fringe. It's oh, a long even way begun. to go. Long yeah. way to go, because there's a study that came out by you know in 2017, somewhere. You know, we talk about the Internet of Things, right? And this mm-hmm. pervasive computing world, and they say that this study is by 2017, like 88 percent of all mobile devices. That's Internet of Things. Those are you know, moats yeah. or anything like that are still going to be smartphones, right? So yep. this world of sensors that we live in, or that we, that people have been promising us, is still far away, far, far, far away. We're still testing, and that's the thing that we always, you know, these stories, uh, you know, Estimote and all these stories that we talk about around this space uh, are are years out before they actually prove their value and their worth. But right now is where companies are building that, and we're, we're witnessing the the development of the next generation of, of companies because of this technology. That's what's so cool about this stuff, whether it's Estimote or anybody. but. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, this is why it's, uh, I love talking about this stuff because we, we're still theorizing about it. We haven't figured it out yet. So. Awesome. All right. Estimote. If you go to Estimote.com, E-S-T-I-M-O-T-E.com, you can find out a bit more information. And if you are interested, just do a search for Apple iBeacon. It'll give you a lot of information. You go to the Apple website to, to get an overview of what that means and, and go and build a business around it. Because I think, you know, certainly, I, I mean, I asked Jack Martin this in one of our mobile minutes that are coming up. Does this kill NFC? Right? And his argument is well, there are half a billion devices that are going to be NFC enabled. Don't worry, NFC is going to be fine. But a lot of competing technologies and, and low yeah. energy, uh, Bluetooth. And,
1: and we, we called it like last week, right? We said Apple is not going to do it.
0: No, no, and and it's no way. And, and they never will, right? Yeah. Because with iBeacon and iTunes,
1: it, it's done. They yeah. don't need it.
0: They got the biggest commerce platform. There's almost 600 million iOS devices out there now. Like, it's crazy. So, uh, you know, and, and, uh, a good portion of those, I think it's 380 million have credit cards attached to them. There's yeah. your commerce platform. So, uh, exactly. iBeacon's going to be big and Estimote is right in the middle of that. So knew it was going to be a big story. Estimote with iBeacon, uh, take a look at that. And if you want to pre-order, get on that right now. Cause there's three of them for, you get a pack of three for $99. If you want to test this out. Oh. all right. Fifth story is right. I'm going to shut up for a minute.
1: Fifth story. Uh, comes from our good friends Coca-Cola down in Atlanta. Uh, they, uh, if you go down to Atlanta and and if you ever if you're just visiting, go to Coca- the World of Coca-Cola. Right, uh, it, it's what every tourist in Atlanta should do. And they launched this this thing, um, which is it's called the uh, Positivity Wall or Live Positively uh, Wall, which is this 22 foot wall. Uh, you know, as you walk into the building. So this huge, and it, it's basically a digital, a giant digital screen, but the screen is is broken into all these sections um, that are, are interactive. And so, uh, it um, it was created by a group called uh, Second Story Interactive Studios uh, that put this thing together. And basically, what happens is is as you approach the wall, it senses presence and these little kind of effervescent coke bubble uh, things pop up with with live video Um, and like multiple like dozens of people can interact with sections of the wall at the same time seeing different content and it's it's a giant map of the world and you're basically seeing um, you know uh, stories uh, of people uh, you know that are in you know rough situations let's just say uh... around the world and uh... you know bringing attention to to some of these issues and uh... you know i just think it, it's a great way to show that coke is a global company that uh... they're influencing lives of people around the world and and that you know visitors uh... to Cola World can experience that uh... you know through this kind of thing i, I think this is really cool stuff
0: pretty cool and um as long as it brings attention to the right things and uh, make sure that everybody understands what's going on outside of their little world I think that this is, is very cool a perfect example of, uh, of leveraging um, eyeballs and uh, and a cause so good for them yeah yeah very cool C- coke is coke's awesome I don't drink the products I don't consume a single coke product but I love the company I mean, I don't know if I've told you. I mean, when I was um, when I was a little bit younger, um, I, I climbed. I had this uh, desire to climb as many volcanoes as I could in Indonesia. So I went to Indonesia. and I climbed all these volcanoes, and one of them was this one. It was uh, Mount Batur, which is on uh, um, which is on Bali, and I, I climbed this. Uh, I mean, it was amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, uh, but it was one day like so you get up at the crack of dawn and you climb yep. up this volcano and it's an inactive volcano but you climb up this volcano and it takes three four five hours to get up to the top and then you get up there and you watch the sunrise over it yep. i mean it's amazing and uh like i struggled like i'm a fit guy i struggled to climb up there i was in tivas, and i'm climbing up this this uh, volcano and i get up to the top and I'm, as i'm racing near the top this little kid with a you know basket on his head full of ice cold cokes like was basically running up you know the side of the mountain as i was struggling to catch my breath and he started you know two hours before or after i did and made it up there in 20 minutes and in and he was barefoot i got up to the top and he's up there and then he's selling cokes for like five bucks i'm like that is the best coke i've ever
1: had (laughs) and yeah you know but what an experience right i've done that once uh in uh in maui and haleakala and uh yeah i mean it's it's being up at the at the top of a volcano like that for sunrise, it's, just, it's amazing, right?
0: Volcanoes. Yeah. 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 Well, awesome. That was my last experience with a Coca Cola, and it was the best Coke moment ever.
1: Anyway, I should have there taken a it. There you go. Intro. All right. All right.
0: So that's Coca Cola positivity wall. Um, our last our last story uh, here. I mean, it's all along with this pay these payments and and uh, hands free payments and PayPal, man, PayPal. Uh, Asif's Dark Horse for the uh, world's largest company, the biggest company on the planet is starting to get their stuff together. They released a new version of their application. Now they're talking about this thing called uh, this new hands free payment system, uh, which is basically exactly as it sounds. Right. So this might sound familiar. Square has done this, but uh, this is a piece of hardware, right, that you basically you plug into a retail location. It ties in with the PayPal application. And uh, uses a low, a low, uh, low energy Bluetooth again, and uh, mm-hmm. this really does um, uh, allow you to do as many things as you can. You can do like uh, you know, queueless checkouts. You basically uh, you don't have to stand yep. in line. You just pay. This this is where PayPal it just comes together, and they have the the merchants, the partners like Home Depot, and they just announced I, I think it was uh, Best Buy that you can use PayPal to to purchase your stuff. Yes. In they have the merchants, they have the clout, they have the distribution, they have the infrastructure. Uh, Now, you know, they have the dongle like Square. Now, you know, with low battery consumption, they're moving into Square space about basically, uh, you know, hands-free payment.
3: I, I love it. Sometimes it feels like you're running all day long. And sometimes it's nice to have some help with the little things along the way. The PayPal app, with hands-free check-in to pay, is designed to help manage the little things so they don't get in your way. It lets you set your preferences so you can automatically check-in and pay with PayPal on your mobile device, at businesses that you choose, no wallet or cash required. Because the little things can add up when you're on the go. The PayPal app seamlessly connects with the PayPal Beacon, a state-of-the-art, low-energy Bluetooth device in your favorite stores that helps you get what you want when you want it. The PayPal app and PayPal Beacon, making hands-free payments a reality. Here's to the little things.
1: Uh, yeah, and and uh, you know the simplicity of this kind of stuff, I think, is what what makes it work, right? So, I mean, you from the consumer side, you uh, it, it, it's like check-ins, uh, you know, into a venue. It recognizes, uh, you know, that you're there. Uh, your account profile is connected to your name and your photo. Your photo appears, you know, on this device uh, at the, at the point of sale. And basically, the you know the the person working the, the register basically just taps the photo, and that's it. You're done. done. You've 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 paid. Um, so as long as they verify that you look like what, what they're seeing on the screen, it, it's that simple. You don't have to you know get out your wallet. You don't have to do anything. So so I love this kind of stuff. I think this is, you know, a step towards you know that uh, sort of just automatic payment RFID world that we talked about. You know, years and years ago when RFID was kind of coming out and Walmart was trying to push it into every product. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it's amazing. And and PayPal, um, you know, this is just one of a whole bunch of things in the new app. Uh, You know, it's all about location for these guys. Uh, They also launched um, mobile ordering for food uh, as part of this. Uh, You can find restaurants around you uh you know tabbed out kind of scenarios uh built into into this app now so you can like you can settle your your bill at a restaurant at the table uh you know without you know without going anywhere i mean all this kind of stuff uh you know in the uh, in the new app it's amazing so uh yeah, love it
0: you know there's a few things that come from this as well is that first of all they're rolling this out. Free, like so. If you're a merchant and you yep. and and uh, you can you can get this uh, device for free, it just plugs into your store. One of the key things that it has to do is it has to tie into your POS, which is uh, you know it's going to limit the, the the scope of this, but yep. uh, but free. So they're seeding this for free, and that's the smart thing to do, as opposed to charging. Like uh, Shopify just came out with their own payments plan a couple of weeks ago, or a payment system as well. But they're charging you for everything. The the dongle, they're charging you for the software, not the software, but the the setup and the infrastructure. Um, and it's a yet another point of sale system. It's not integrating into your point of sales. I mean, that has whole challenges unto it themselves. But here's here's um, here's PayPal that has created the relationships with the merchants already tied into the POS, I'm going to plug this in for free. And now you're going to be able to get your, your customers to check out where they stand uh, and pay where they stand. And I think that this is unbelievable. The other thing is that how does this compete with iBeacon? Um, very clearly, PayPal doesn't care about the operating system because iBeacon will not translate over to Android. This does, right? So this is the universal piece that is, is, uh, you know, across all platforms, which is what PayPal has to do, right? They just have to do that. So they're talking about working out with some merchants, you know, for the rest of this year, really rolling this out completely in 2014. And uh, you know, a lot can change between now and 2014, as we've seen in this industry. But but you really got to think that this is, you know, uh, a low friction way to get this kind of technology into your store. If you're already part of the uh, PayPal network, if you're already uh, integrated, uh, your POS is integrated to them. I just, you know, w- what they're doing uh, is astounding. And uh, if I didn't love Amazon so much, I would love PayPal more. How's that, see Yeah. There you go. Very cool.
1: I'm glad you're. <laughs> Glad you're seeing the light, Rob.
0: Glad wow. you're seeing the light. We had a we had a, we had a little bit of love in there for Amazon for a little while, right? <laughs> we did,
1: we, we did. did. I still love Amazon.
0: But these are two companies that that uh, that everybody should be watching, and and uh, I think that you're starting to see that. Asif. I think your prediction is going to be that maybe in 2014, PayPal actually lines up the, all the companies that they've acquired in the proper sequence, and it unlocks that uh, that golden chalice, so to speak, uh, in this in this world, because it's it's bound to happen, man. All right, so those are the six go. stories. Uh, App of the week is Rove, uh, not the Rove that I used to run, um, mm-hmm. but uh, Rove by Ztrip and uh, at roveapp.com. We had Chuck Martin talking about the cool versus creepy scale. We had our six stories. Last last piece of business here, buddy. Our resource, we, of, our the resource of the week. Our uh,
1: resource of the week. We love these Pew studies when yes. they come out because uh, it, it gives us that snapshot into the, into the consumer uh, world and use of location. Uh, and, uh, yeah, some interesting numbers uh, in, in this latest one, 74%, this is U.S. data, 74% of, of the U.S. population now of 18 and older uh, are using location uh, to get directions or, you know, whatever uh, they're using location. Um, so, so this is a big number. This data is uh, uh, just being released now, but uh, w- the study was conducted back in May. Uh, that's up from 55% last year, same time last year. Uh, so I love how they, you know, they repeat these studies and we can benchmark one year over the other. Uh, one of the interesting notes in this, however, uh, and I think we sort of know this, but now we have data to back it up, is the check-in phenomenon is is, is declining slightly yeah. around this. So uh, a year ago it was 18%, uh, you know, uh, check-ins. Now we're, now we're at 12%. So, so it's not about that. That's a you know, shocker, that isn't it? Checking anymore. it? It is. It isn't. I mean, it, it's, you know, we know that people don't care about checking in. Yeah. They care about, you know, things like moves, like Rove. They care about, you know, that history of where I've been and what I can do with that. And the data is important. But, the, the, you know, the notion of, hey, check in here and get a deal or a coupon or whatever is like a whatever now, right? There's so many other ways to do that. And, uh, and, and, now, and now the data is supporting that as well.
0: Yeah, and I think that that's, um, you know, I, I think the check-in is down, but as you said, location use is up, right? So yeah. all the metadata, you know, of the stuff that we inadvertently check into, not only just through the apps, like we, we give Express um, permission to track our whereabouts, yep. but also when you talk about photo usage and all of these different things that, that have metadata that associate a location with a photo, um, you know, so the the subtle check-in is still there.
1: Right? Yes. If you really if you really
0: want you're leaving a trail wherever you go so don't
1: Yeah. It, it, it's that shift from active to passive yeah, right?
0: absolutely one of the, so. one of the stats that I found amazing was that 46 percent we always we always uh, you know chastise teenagers as saying that they're too expressive too open they share too much they don't really understand what this world of, of location and social does to their future and this statistic I don't know if you thought about it but 46 percent of teen app users say they've turned off location tracking uh, on their cell phone or app or phone or tablet because they were worried about other people or companies being able to access that information yeah, yeah, yeah
1: whatever it's just mom and dad exactly <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yes they
0: yeah. don't want anybody knowing where we've been but but yeah. I, you know i, I think that it, maybe there's a um a, there's obviously an awareness um maybe it starts with mom and dad but that's a, that's a healthy paranoia Right. Um. And if my kids ever did that, I'd kick their ass. But, but,
1: it, 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 it there's definitely a trend around that yeah. kind of thing. You know, I mean, look at look at the success of things like Snapchat. Right. I yeah. mean, that idea of look, you know, I'm gonna take a photo, I'm gonna send it, and then that photo's gone. It's out, disappeared from the world forever. Right. Like, it, in theory, you, yes. In theory, right? Yeah. But you know, it, it's and obviously it's the teens that are you know jumping on that kind of a, a platform. So. Well,
0: what's staggering is that uh, so so maybe they're moving away to a, a much more uh, you know anonymous lifestyle. The teens are, but it, you know that forty six percent for for teens turning it off, it's only thirty five percent of adults that have turned it off. So the adults, I think, are now the the laggards when it comes to to this kind of stuff. Maybe they don't understand the implications of what it means to be tracked or what location means. But forty six percent of teens, thirty five percent of adults. So who who you know who should be worried about it right now? I think that uh, you know as adults we're exposing ourselves a little bit more than than our kids, and we're more worried about our kids and yeah. our social uh, world than than we are of ourselves. So, this is a fascinating cool. study. I love these studies uh, by Pew. Yeah. They do they Pew. do great work. Keep, keep it going. So you can find information. This is going to be up obviously on the, on yes, research, right? We will have it up. The dot cam dot forward slash research, and uh, you'll be able to find it there. Awesome. Very that is awesome. Right. And it's That's a free. It. It's free. It's free. It's a free PDF download,
1: right? Twenty five. An- 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 another great episode, Rob. Yeah. Done. Yes. And uh, you know, I, I just have to say, Rob. You know, I love doing this show with you every week, it's and uh, I appreciate uh, you know all, all your work on this. And uh, you know, for those who haven't heard, you know, Rob, you've had a, you had a you've had a really tough uh, you know uh, few months here. Uh, your mom passed uh, this week, and yeah. uh, we're all feeling for you, man. And uh, I, I know you're just going to you know plow yourself into work and. Uh, <laughs> You know that that's going to be your your remedy but uh you know just just for me personally uh as, as you said your second longest relationship uh rob so um i appreciate this man and uh th- thoughts uh, are with you and the family
0: well you know and and uh, for those of you wondering this is a uh, i'm wearing a shirt if you're not watching the video yeah my mother passed away on wednesday and and uh, this past wednesday uh 70 years old from from cancer um don't smoke kids if you're out there Yep. Um we did a, a trip to Nepal uh, together as a family in the uh, mid mid to late uh, 80s and uh, she she bought us each one of these shirts it's uh, what a long strange trip it's been and it's these are the nepalese eyes that you see on all of the uh, all of the temples in Kathmandu and around and and uh, so i'm wearing this uh, obviously this shirt is uh, still fits i don't know maybe it was huge on me when i was 17 or 18 years old but um yeah my mother will be missed she was a wonderful wonderful woman um and uh you know one of the greatest things that we get from this is um there's nothing great trust me there's nothing great but we the emails and the letters we've received from people around the world who who have been touched by my mother uh and who my mother has helped i uh, you know helps us ease the pain right we're sharing this loss yes. uh, with a lot of people so um yeah it's been tough but and i uh i appreciate your support thanks Asif, i really do
1: uh, no worries man no. all, right, all right let's end this we're,
0: before we're i start in. to cry buddy
1: yeah all right. <laughs> right episode 147 yes
0: and uh, we, somewhere along the lines we're going to get uh, together for episode number 148 uh, um, next week and we'll bring that to you so do not despair we will continue doing this as long as you listen um and would appreciate it if you just went out and gave us a good review at some point along the along the way that's our currency we'll use it to continue doing these shows for you so thanks if you were doing that awesome we'll thanks, see you Rob. next week thanks to see ya Cheers.